Welcome to Vegas Revealed, episode 39. A bunch of shows in Las Vegas have announced opening dates. Yeah, it's another step closer to reality here in Las Vegas. And we're going to talk with Flamingo headliner Pith the Magic Dragon. Plus, our first-hand experience staying down on the Las Vegas Strip. Since this whole shutdown was lifted, we talk the good, the bad, and the ugly, too. Coming up on Vegas Revealed. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Vegas Revealed. We are excited to be here. I'm Dana Roselli, along with Sean McAllister, and today we're on the Las Vegas Strip in the Flamingo Showroom. Yeah, and we're happy to talk about new entertainment and shows coming back here on the Las Vegas Strip. Just announced, Absinthe is coming back over at Caesars Palace, X Country is back at Harrah's, and Piff the Magic Dragon returning to the stage at the Flamingo Showroom this time, and Piff is with us how's it going man i'm very good yeah we're back we're back (laughs) unbelievable it feels good doesn't it it feels very good and we're in the big room this time i know so scaled up literally i'm a dragon it's It's really cool (laughs) and it's gonna allow for some good separation right some good social distancing but a good nice big healthy crowd well fortunately i'm not in charge of that (laughs) yes somebody who is very responsible and clever has made sure that everyone is safe I'm wherever I need to be. Because I've spent my whole life socially distanced. I'm English. You know, we that's that's how our people have thrived for many years. So so this is par for the course. This yeah, is like keeping everyone at arm's length. Zone. It's a dream come true. Mm-hmm. So so the audience is, is uh, spread out amongst the much bigger room. And uh, as time goes on and that relaxes, then we'll start bringing pe- more and more people into it. And I love the the name of the show. Too soon? Question Fifth mark. Question mark. Yeah. <laughs> Too soon? Yes. Well, you know that's what everyone's thinking, isn't it? Really? <laughs> really? You're doing shows, really? So uh, I always think it's better just to uh, say what everyone's thinking. Yeah, it's true. Um, but like you know, like like I said, we we've actually spent um, six or six months now doing virtual shows over over Zoom, and um, so we've had this whole. We've had this whole uh, like battle of how to make the show funny in in COVID times. Yeah, and um, honestly, like that's the thing that I found is that people watch want to ha- they want to laugh, they want to have fun, and they want to forget what's happening outside. And I'm on board with that. Yeah, you know. And it, I mean, a lot of people here in in the U.S. got to know you from America's Got Talent. Yeah. So do you feel like that TV exposure got you ready to do? these virtual shows and and made it a familiar uh, platform for people to see you. I think so, because there were, you know, when we started, there were people like they'd have their like laptops out and their webcams and that's how they were doing the shows. Mm-hmm. And we, we said, hey, what about if we just like bulldo- bulldoze our garage and rebuild it as a TV studio? So we got the Piff the Magic Dragon television studio, formerly known as my single car garage. <laughs> and we are doing uh, the shows from there. So, yeah, it's basically like an interactive TV show. Mm-hmm. And being able to do it like that meant that we could work on tricks, which were like big. And then we could bring them into this room. Right. And, and talk a little bit about your show for folks. Like we have listeners from all over the world. So if people aren't familiar with you, if they come to Las Vegas, they come to the show, what can they expect? Grumpy Dragon doing... Uh, unbelievable magic tricks with the 
a very cute chihuahua and a genuine Las Vegas showgirl. <laughs> so we got to, we're trying to tick a lot of boxes. It's all it's everything all in one, isn't it? Right. And Mr. Piffles is here, by the way, sitting he is between here. Sean and I. Yeah. Very he, calm. He's coming out of hibernation. <laughs> that's what he that's what this pandemic has been it's been a seven month because before we were doing 400 shows a year you know we would do about 250 here in vegas and then we tour every single weekend all over the country all over canada europe all over the world so uh we've been able to stop and pause and and uh, now we just want to stay in vegas i didn't realize how how much i liked living here you know because we were living here Mm-hmm. And but we were always doing the show and you're busy you're busy mm-hmm. and then I stopped and I was like wait a minute we've got a really nice house in a really nice place and like <laughs> and Vegas is great you finally got to stop and enjoy it a little bit well like years ago I came when I first came to Vegas I, I came to do a show called Vegas Nocturne at the Cosmo mm-hmm. um, and I was like oh I don't really think that I'm gonna um, that this is for me and I came here to do like a two week rehearsal period in 2000 and oh, I don't know, 13 maybe. Mm-hmm. And immediately I was like, oh my God, I love Vegas. Like as soon as I got off the plane, I was like, oh, this is it. This is where I should be. Yeah. So, uh, but then over the years we got so busy that um, it's been great to sort of like remember that, oh yeah, we live in Vegas and let's mm-hmm. like, so hopefully next year we do like 46 weeks or something a year here. Mm-hmm. instead of uh, five days and then on a plane. Yeah, well, and it does seem fitting that uh, Vegas is a good home for a magic dragon. Well, it's a desert, yeah, mm-hmm. you know, a lot of caves. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think it's a pretty good, you know, I'm cold-blooded. It's a perfect fit. Right, it keeps yeah. you nice and toasty. Where are we? Oh, no, there's a mirror. Oh, there's a mirror There's a mirror. The dog is now attacking yeah. his, uh, his, own shadow. his rival. <laughs> his reflection. Yeah. I love it. He's so cute. He's looking for somewhere to relieve himself now. Oh, That's oh, really great. what that dog spends most of his life doing. I built this back garden. You know, because you know, when, you, when you buy a house in Vegas, it just comes with gravel when it's like mm-hmm. a new house. Because it's a desert. So we had to like buy a back garden for it. So I, I was like, look, the dog's done so much for me. I'm going to reward him. I'm going to get this like real grass and like mm-hmm. an, an oasis for him. And he loves it. He runs it there every morning, lies in the sun for hours every every day, um, sun bathes for hours, and then he stands up and he trots inside and he just poops in the house. And then he <laughs> goes straight back out again. And it's like, are you kidding me? Oh, They're man. at my feet. And he'll look at me and just be like, yeah, I paid the mortgage. Yeah, oh <laughs> yeah, my gosh. I did this. <laughs> Isn't that true? Isn't that true? Oh, my gosh. Now, talk about what does Piff the Magic Dragon do on his off time? Like, do you do different things than, than normal Vegas people do? <laughs> what are some of your favorites? Uh, golf. Golf! You You're uh, a golfer. Dragons love golf. Wow. Yeah, so and Vegas is perfect for it. Like, this is really, like, it's amazing um, <laughs> how how the stars have aligned to, uh, to work out here. But, yeah, I, like... I like playing golf, but then, but then to be honest, we the thing that I love doing is making the show, uh, performing the show, thinking of new material. You know, um, one of the things that's been great about living in Vegas has been becoming friends with um, Pan and Teller and David Copperfield, and these guys. They just, you know, they love to work, and I love to work. And it's like when when it's like that, it's like, oh yeah, I guess I play golf like once every three months, but mm-hmm. basically it's just me like sitting around either doing the show or having fun making new material because it never feels like a job it's always just like 
you know, with like working out ways to shoot a dog out of a cannon or, mm-hmm. uh, you know, get someone. Mr. Piffles, is that what happens to you? Aww. Oh, yeah, that's why he's so concussed. Look at him, he doesn't know where he is. <laughs> I love now, it. And the the magic community here in Las Vegas, is yeah. it a, a tight-knit group of people? Do you guys it all is... get along or is it competitive? Well, I don't think, the good thing about being a magic dragon is... Uh, I don't have many other competitors. <laughs> That's true. I'm, I'm at least in the top 10 of magic performing dragons in Las Vegas. That's pretty good. Yeah, that's not bad, is it? Maybe in the world. I don't know. Um, so it's been great. I've been able to sort of build friendships with like Matt King and Matt Franco and um, Lance Burton and, and, and these guys. And we just did a, a show, um, Tournament of Laughs, which is a TBS show. And every week we had to make these videos and uh, Penn was in one, David Copperfield was in another, Lance Burton um, ended up presenting the final video. So, um, And then at the beginning of this year, before lockdown, when Teller hurt his back and was had surgery, right. so me, Penn and Matt King did uh, Penn and Friends at the Penn and Teller Theatre for oh. a couple of weeks. Oh, that's so that's cool. why I love the community here and we're going to be bringing a guest in the show each each night here. Um, to because because part of it is yes we're coming back a lot of people can't come back yet and also the way we're coming back is is going to be very different and so we just want to um you know I love how Vegas as a community has embraced me probably because of the dog but I'll take <laughs> it and um and, and we we sort of want to be able to say thank you for that by bringing people up and talking to them about what they're doing and yeah yeah. I mean, it's interesting, though. Like you said, like I moved here 16 years ago, never looked back. And I was like, wow. Never looked back, right? Never looked back. I was like, whatever. I like it here. And I have no desire to move anywhere else, you know, if something brought me there. But there are so many pluses, right? The weather and the, you know, know, state taxes, traffic. 20 minutes from my my house to here. (laughs) Let me tell you, in, in England, right, I, in England, the roads are the width of one car. Like, but that's both sides of the road. Mm-hmm. So you can't have two cars on a road. <laughs> like, you can't. So, like, you have to look for gaps in the parking in order to, like, pass. That's, like, in London. Mm-hmm. That's, like, where everyone. Whereas here, it's, like, 19 lanes. Yeah, I know. I know. It's true, though, right? Oh. It's such a difference. And I, and I have friends that moved here from L.A. When I'm like, oh, you live where? It's going to take me, you know, 25 minutes to get there. They're like, so what? Because in L.A., it would take you two hours. Right. Oh, my God. Yeah. <laughs> so it's true. It's true. But we have listeners, um, like I mentioned, from all over the, the world. It's interesting because Sean and I have been in local TV for such a long time. And we knew the local community cared about so many things. And then we saw the interest on social media from people outside of Vegas, but now we have people listening in, in Israel, in the UK, right. in Australia, and it's interesting the fascination with Las Vegas. Like so many people, we've realized all over the world are fascinated by not only visiting here, but like the fact that we live here. They think it's strange, you know? Yeah. So do people, do your friends at home and family are like, what is it like to live in Vegas? Are they fascinated by it? Oh, or? yeah. They, yeah. they, and, um, you know, I think I get a really crazy inside view. Like, you know, this this um, this this showroom, I, RuPaul is is like crushing yeah. it in the showroom. Yeah. It's like one of the best shows in Vegas. Donnie and Marie were were here. I'm in Marie's dressing room right mm-hmm. now, <laughs> and uh, y- y- you know, my like one of my best friends now is is Penn from Penn and Teller. So mm-hmm. it's like this whole crazy world that I would just never have dreamt of 
And so, yeah, my friends are like, wait a minute, what? You're like, yeah, like, yeah. you're across the road from Wayne Newton. What's happening? <laughs> so, true. so what's Marie's dressing room like? Are there, are, are there still rhinestones stuck to the mirrors? Or yes. What? It's, uh, it's all our own furniture. It's, uh, you could, the price tags and everything, you can still buy it from, um, from many furniture stores. No, it's great. It's, for, it's, it's much nicer than I would decorate a, a, a dressing room. Right. Um, yeah. So, and, um, it's just crazy. But like, the Flamingo is like one of the the oldest casinos in all of Las Vegas. So yeah. it's like the history here. Yeah, it, it's very difficult to get my head around it. Being a, um, you know, I I grew up in London and never ever. Like I I had a once I had this girlfriend right, and her parents really really uh, did not like me, <laughs> and. In the end, I was like, hey, what's going on? Because we're probably going to be together a while, so we might as well just get this out in the open. Right. And they said, well, we just think that you're going to uh, gonna become more and more successful, and then one day you're going to get your own show in Las Vegas mm-hmm. and, uh, and, and leave the country. And I was like, what? <laughs> I, let me tell you, let, if I can promise you one thing, I will never get my own show in las vegas and move countries because i just thought that's the last thing that could ever happen and it's just been incredible that you know through like seeing all the steps you know i first came here with spiegel world doing a show at the cosmo and then uh, i went on america's got talent and then you know every single step that has led to us now opening in the big room at the flamingo showroom is just like it's unbelievable. Yeah. You could never, ever predict it. So so what kind of uh, changes to your act have you been developing in the garage that you're now bringing to the stage here at Flamingo? Well, this is this sounds stupid because it is stupid. <laughs> but I did think, okay, there's a, the, you know, there's a shutdown. At some point, the shows will come back, probably with some distance between people. Maybe we might have to go into the Flamingo showroom. Therefore, I should probably spend six months and hundreds of thousands of dollars working on a very large show that would fit there. Oh, my god! So we did that sort of on the off chance. Nice gamble. That this might, yeah, and, and I was like, oh, turned out it happened. So um, when we tour, we play anywhere from like 1,000 to two, 3,000 seats on the road. So we're very used to doing shows in big theaters all over the, the country and, like I say, Canada and the world. So we're... And then when we're in Vegas, we've been in um, the Pifter Magic Dragon Theater, which is like a 200-seat showroom um, in the Flamingo, which is almost feels like a comedy club, which is great, because when you're in those rooms, you can do jokes every four seconds. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas in a bigger theater, everything has to play bigger. So we've, we've got like the big piff set out. We've got the big screens out, the big tricks, and uh, we're ready to do the... The large, you know, the big, large Piff the Magic Dragon show. Um, so yeah, so a, a ton of new tricks, a ton of um, like just uh, brand new material. Mm-hmm. Mr. Piffles has been uh, working on some um, <laughs> some some uh, killer stuff, and Jade will finally be able to do all her showgirl dancing all over the stage because usually yeah. she's kind of like you know she takes three steps and she's fallen off the right. front now she's got the whole <laughs> now run she's got of the, the whole thing yeah it's like you know exactly. she's on the stage at rupaul's drag races yeah yeah <laughs> so yeah she is so she's crazy about that show 
Mm-hmm. She's uh, watched that for every single season. She never misses an episode. So I've sort of like watched it by proxy. So mm-hmm. right. <laughs> it's great to be sharing the theater with them. Now, when you incorporate, uh, like, does the coronavirus come into the act? I mean, because right now, like, with these shows right. kicking up, like, we haven't really right. had the chance to hear comedy about it or anything. We'll do a it's- little bit. But honestly, <laughs> it's just that thing of like, uh, you know, let's soon? leave our troubles at the door. Yep. Yeah. You know, mm-hmm. and, and, and this has been really... You, you know, we've like, this has been very hard. We've had some successes over this period, but we've had a lot of, uh, it's been very, very hard for, for all of us. Mm-hmm. And so I can't imagine what some people have gone through and faced that like, real tragedy and like, and so this is, again, that's what we've seen on our virtual shows. Uh, being able to make people just laugh and forget that, forget what's outside the door just for an hour mm-hmm. uh, is a big, is a big thing right now. It's a feel-good yeah. feel moment for sure. Yeah, exactly. And everything's so divided as well at the moment. Yeah. And one of the things is like, hey, we all laugh at the same things. So and that's that's what I like about, and we had it before the shutdown, you know, because it's been like that for a while, is that you get people who would never normally sit side by side, or in this case, six feet apart. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, they're, they're sat with each other. They're all laughing at the same thing. It's like, hey, guys, maybe we just relax a bit. <laughs> it's nice to have a common denominator like yeah, that, isn't exactly. it? Exactly. Let's all unite against one common enemy, the dragon. You know, <laughs> like <laughs> you know, it's it's uh, it's an allegory. It's been uh, dragons have been in many cultures for a long time. I know. It's nice to see you in a sweatshirt and shorts and chilling with us in the, in yeah. the back room of the of the showroom. Yeah, I'm in disguise right now. Yeah, I yeah. love it. I was yeah. like, who is that? Yeah. <laughs> and then we've all got masks on, so that's always hard too. Will yeah. you be wearing a mask on stage? Uh, there's, there's these rules, like I say, somebody else is in charge of the rules, yeah. not me. Uh, there are all these times when I can wear a mask and when I can't wear a mask mm-hmm. and the things you have to do. So sure. we'll, yeah, we'll figure all that out and wear it when necessary. And, and add it into the choreography of the show. <laughs> add it in and everything like that. The only thing is, is that I found like, I'm so sarcastic generally that, um, even without a mask, people don't, aren't really sure when I'm joking or not. But if you cover up half my face, it's a nightmare. That's true. So I'll say things to people and they're like, oh my God. And I'll be like, well, I'm smiling. And then we're like, mm, we can't see that. So true, though, without the facial expressions. And like you said, yeah. people, people aren't sure regardless. How long have you been here now in Vegas? I came here November 1st, 2013. 2013. That was when I moved here for good. Wow. Yeah. Time flies. It really does. Yeah. And I I, yeah, so I did like. Vegas Nocturne was um, the first was like the first six months of 2014, mm-hmm. and then I was out of work for a whole year, and then that was uh, during that period I was on America's Got Talent, and then and the whole the whole idea of that was to because Terry Fater at the time he had this billboard the winner of you know Terry Fater mm-hmm. the winner of no, America's of Got Talent. And I was like, it would be really funny to have Piff the Magic Dragon, the loser of America's Got Talent. <laughs> and I was like, I think I'm going to go on America's Got Talent, get to the finals, and then shoot Piffles out of a cannon, which I've been doing at, um, you know, at, at the Cosmopolitan. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm definitely going to go down in flames if I do that. And then I can have my billboard. So I did it, got to the finals, shot out of a cannon, went down in flames the next day, got the show at the Flamingo, ordered the billboard. Amazing. And it's been up there ever since. Amazing. Life goals, right? Yeah, life goals, yeah. Coming up on Friday, people can start to get tickets to come and see you here at the Flamingo. Coming up this Friday, yeah. They go on sale 9 a.m. Pacific time. Mm-hmm. And um, 
Come, you know, now's the time. Vegas yeah. is open again. Laugh again and, yeah. and enjoy. It's uh, The show's at 7.30 p.m. It starts October 29th at the Flamingo Showroom. We're excited to have you back. Thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. And Mr. Piffle, you have been a pleasure. Just so calm and sweet. And proper. <laughs> and, and proper. I know Mr. Piffles doesn't is a, is a man of few words. Mm, yes, doesn't yeah. talk much. But so sweet. <laughs> Piff the Magic Dragon, thank you so much. Always great to see you. And congratulations on, on getting back on the stage and being part of the, the charge to mm-hmm. get entertainment back in Las Vegas. Well, it's got to restart somehow, hasn't it? Does. It? it So does. why not like this? Love it. Yep, setting the trend. All right, we're back right after this. Thanks for listening to Vegas Revealed. Remember, you can always go to our website at vegas-revealed.com. There we have tons of videos, content, ways you can listen, and also an email, ideas at vegas-revealed.com. You can throw us a note and let us know what you'd like us to talk about. Welcome back, everyone. All right, we want to talk about Sean's recent visit to the Strip. Uh, Sean, you were celebrating an anniversary, and you actually stayed at a hotel for two nights. I love this. Yeah, we stayed down at Bellagio. This is the first time uh, staying down on the Strip since, you know, this whole quarantine and shutdown and COVID, all the all the craziness that's ensued since, since March. And um, it was an interesting experience. There was kind of a wide range of experiences down there. Things have changed a little bit. Yeah, you were saying they've changed. And also there were some positives and then there were some negatives. So why don't we start with the positives? Well, <laughs> but we're going to get into the negatives, folks, because we, we do want people to hear about this. Well, and you need to hear the, the full story of what you know, what it's like if you come to Las Vegas right now, because it's not what it always has been. It's not the experience that you've probably known before. Um, On the positive, uh, so Bellagio is where we stayed and uh, staying at Bellagio, they always do a great job. Mm -hmm. It's such a a nice property. They're very attentive and very clean. So that's always great. Um, entertainment wise, we did have dinner at, uh, Mayfair Supper Club, which is at Bellagio. Right. And one of the only places right now that there is live entertainment, there are, you know, some lounge shows that are starting to open up, but Mayfair Supper Club has been going since they were able to reopen. And, um, it's like a full show that goes on inside that restaurant well you eat so uh, that was that was a great thing too mm-hmm. you were saying it's kind of cool because the performers did actually branch out into the audience right but they then whipped their masks on so that they were safe which was you said it kind of like a in a way a showy kind of fun yeah so they have it. dancers that are a part of the show they have their their main singers up on the stage and even they had you know coordinating masks for their mm-hmm. for their costumes but the the dancers they also had their coordinating masks but it, it was it was kind of integrated into the choreography to have them put their mask back on before they left the stage and came back out and kind of work work around the the room a little bit well and as we always say reservations 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 because i know even you looked a week out and barely got in by the skin of your teeth there was like only like 5 p.m reservations available i have also tried to book there or uh rose rabbit lie does offer some entertainment too with the cosmopolitan and that too books up 
Like you cannot get in if it's a week and a half ahead on open table. So if you're coming and you want to go to any of these venues, book, 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 book ahead. And make a reservation even if you're not 100% sure that you're going to go. It's always better to have a reservation and cancel it the day ahead of time mm-hmm. than it is to, you know, get here and be stuck without a reservation. Right. And you also visited Italy. Uh, you were going to go see some entertainment at the Paris that didn't work out so well. So what else? Tell me a little about some other things. Yeah, so Park MGM is one of the... Uh, relatively recently uh, reopened resorts on the Strip that's got uh, Italy, the big Italian marketplace, on the front. First of all, with Park MGM, they've gone uh, smoke-free. You're not allowed to smoke in there. I did see, I think there were probably uh, three or four people who I saw, you know, kind of lighting up cigs here and there. Um, It didn't seem like they were being defiant, just like it was they just felt like it was common sense. Like, okay. hey, a casino, you can smoke right. here. They didn't so know, I think yeah. it's still kind of new. They do have signs around and they did have uh, announcements uh, that were, you know, gently reminding mm-hmm. you that they are now a smoke-free property, but it does make a big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, when you're I in bet. there and there's no smoke, you're like, wow, this is like the cleanest mm-hmm. casino air that I've ever breathed. Mm-hmm. Um, and then going into Italy, which we are really excited to go back. It's one of our favorite places to to go and eat and hang out. Um, but we were sad to see that it's not open at full capacity yet. Mm-hmm. Um, there are little food stations. There's a meat station, a seafood station, a fresh pasta station, um, several different bars throughout. They only had one of those food stations that was open. And you kind of chose from a, a paired back menu um, the items that you want and they package it all up in a box and then you go and, you know, find a little table mm-hmm. in that Italy area. Um, so they're operating at the capacity that they can. But again, it was sad to see that it wasn't right. fully back to what, you know, we had become become known yeah it's like what it's, it become known for it's just life i guess yeah. right these days and then you saw some piano music at the bellagio because you were trying to get over to the paris but there was kind of like it was complicated and you were saying like you weren't sure if you should sit or well what? so our buddy johnny katz mm-hmm. did a, a column a week or so ago about different lounge acts mm-hmm. that were uh, opening up in uh, in different properties on the strip johnny katz a columnist for the review journal the newspaper here in las vegas and uh the little lounge at Paris was one of one that he mentioned. And so we went over there. We we're like, oh, it could be cool to sit down, have a couple cocktails, yeah. watch some music. And there was a line uh, to get into the little lounge. And it was there was a little stanchion that prevented you from going in mm-hmm. and a sign, please wait to be seated. And we stood there for at least five minutes. And there were people ahead of us. And nobody was attending to the line of people who were waiting to be seated. And there were open tables. And I have to imagine that they would only place tables in the showroom if they were able to be uh, occupied. Mm -hmm, They wouldn't have extra tables in no. there unless um, they wanted to show that they were going to have every other table set maybe it's like a like a marker yeah i it, don't know yeah but it wasn't set up like okay. that okay um <laughs> <laughs> right. so they were just kind of like ignoring the people who were 
waiting in line to get in. And I don't know. I feel like in some aspects, service has kind of slipped a little. I mean, I feel like it's everywhere. And I hate to say this in a negative way. We were just talking about this. Like, I know that it's difficult right now. People are trying to get up and up and running with limited staff, you know, because they don't expect, you know, full capacity. But it is hard, too, because it's like, well, if you're going to go out and, and spend your money that you might be putting aside for maybe a night out or a dinner or even something, a casual dinner, you want to have a good experience, too. So it just hasn't been the best all around service-wise. No, it hasn't. Yeah. So we ended up staying over there. We gambled a little bit over at Paris. And mm-hmm. then we just kind of, we were like, you know what? Let's go back to Bellagio. It's you know, closer yeah. closer to where we're going to be sleeping. Exactly. You can roll in, you know, have the cocktails just roll over and roll into bed. <laughs> but one of the great things at Bellagio, which I, I don't know if people realize that um, you might hear some piano music as you're walking through, but the the bar that's just off the lobby there at Bellagio, that's kind of like a hidden gem. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's it called? It begins with a P. It's the Petrosian Bar, so it's just off of the lobby. Mm-hmm. And what, the coolest thing about that is that they do have a big grand piano that's right in the middle of the, the bar area there. And the piano player, his name is David Osborne. Mm-hmm. And if you look him up, he's known as the presidential piano player. Oh. He's played for just about every president, I think dating back to Jimmy Carter. And I recently, before the um, whole COVID situation, I think they had a, a little reunion. Okay. They uh, they met up somewhere. But um, yeah, I mean, David Osborne is a, a incredible pianist, and he's played at the White House several times. But awesome. you can see him on a regular basis the right Bellagio. there at wow. the Petrosian Bar at, at the Bellagio. Okay. So that's where we, we sat down for a little bit had some you know some of the little snacks had a couple cocktails and and that was that was nice and relaxing yeah that's awesome um okay let's move to the negative um just because uh, so many people have reached out to us even on social media saying when are you guys going to talk about all this stuff that's going on the violence on the strip and this and that and like well we need to get out there and see for ourselves what it's like um over the last month I've definitely gone to the strip many times however I usually pull in, park, go into the resort that I need to go in. And so I don't do a lot of walking. If I sat on a patio and I did observe, I definitely noticed the crowds are a bit different. There's more scooters. We've talked about that. Um, And I do see more police presence more recently, like when I was at the Wynn, maybe like three weeks ago, three weekends ago, my friend was visiting. I did see, I believe it was Metro officers, you know, patrolling the floors of the casino. So did make me feel a little bit better, but you can also tell they're needing to step up their security. So, and you had an experience because you really walked the strip for a while. Yeah, we went from Bellagio and we walked down to uh, Park MGM to Italy. And Mm -hmm. so from Bellagio to Park MGM, that's a, that's a good stretch right there. You have to cross through, you know, Aria, the crystals shops, um, and and then get over to, to Italy. So that's a a good chunk of the strip. Um, walking down there to Park MGM, we kind of walked through the different properties because everything is kind of interconnected there. Uh, so that was fine. That was that was cool, and we got to Park MGM. Um, walking back, though, we crossed the Strip over to the side where um, Planet Hollywood and Paris is, because mm-hmm. uh, that's where we're ending up. So we crossed the Strip and walked that entire way from, essentially, uh, Tropicana 
up to, um, you know, Harmon Flamingo area. And it, it was just, it was a different experience. Mm-hmm. There were a lot of people in their groups that, you know, they obviously groups of people who came together they weren't necessarily even seeming like they had a destination. They would have a cooler and just be kind of like pulled up on a section of sidewalk. And that's where they were going to hang out for the night, Mm, which is, which is just weird. And it's a little uncomfortable too, when you're trying to be a pedestrian and you know, there's a a big, yeah, a group of people who have kind of claimed that section of, of sidewalk. Mm. Um, and, you know, if you've come to Las Vegas before, that's not something Mm-mm. that is common. There are street performers, right. certainly, but but not groups of people who no, decide that that's, you know, their jam for the night. Right. Um, so that was a, a little kind of off-putting, I would say, mm-hmm. plus the scooters, as you mentioned. Mm-hmm. And then as we got up in front of Planet Hollywood, we heard... Uh, this running like heavy heavy running coming up behind us and it was two security guards they they sprinted past us and as we walked a a little further in front of planet hollywood they were breaking up a fight and it it seemed to be really kind of nasty we heard the the yelling we saw the commotion going on and the security guards pulling people apart and we had actually given the instances that have happened on the strip, you know, over the past several weeks, we kind of ducked behind a big column and we were like, let's just wait, wait it out here until everything is cleared up. Cause you know, you never know if the, if any violence is going to spill out or, or sure. erupt into something bigger. So we kind of ducked and waited for people to be, hauled away but yeah. that it was a little unnerving yeah and you were saying uh, the cosmopolitan's limited I, I think it's just the weekends now if you are not a hotel guest or don't have a restaurant reservation you can't go in the hotel after what mm-hmm. 6 p.m they're trying to you know clean it up and so but you were saying outside of the cosmopolitan that was confusing too for people that were gathering and trying to get in and didn't know and well, then that caused kind of a ruckus there were uh, lots of people who were clearly planning on going into Cosmopolitan who were not staying there and didn't have reservations. And it wasn't until they saw the sign at the door and the security guards who were turning people away. And this was the the first weekend that they were really enforcing Mm -hmm. uh, this new policy. Um, It it really caused a backlog of people on the pedestrian overpasses, the bridges that kind of connect the sidewalks. Um, on either side of Las Vegas Boulevard and even, you know, down on the uh, street level on the sidewalks, it really caused big backups, big groups of people who weren't happy that they were being turned away because they wanted to go inside of Cosmopolitan and they couldn't. Um, But like kind of being in that situation too was a little like, oh, what's What's going to happen here? Yeah, right. Yeah. You know what? I've not had that. I mean, living here for for 15 years, I've not had that kind of feeling and atmosphere walking up and down the strip. I've been on the strip countless times, and I've not really had that that feeling of just being unsure yeah you know what I mean no I think I think when we hear it and people say oh you're kind of like oh they're exaggerating I'm sure it's not that bad and then you go see it for yourself and I felt the same way and it's like wow it is different 
it's not it, it is a little you're a little uneasy and just don't kind of know but but we don't want that to be I, I'm so worried and obviously this is cause for concern for everyone that is concerned about these issues that you see on social media or visitors or whatever but like we don't want that to be what people take away from our city if they're visiting and then they don't return so we got to fix it. And I know that they have put more of a police presence out there. They're doing even bag checks on the weekends at some resorts and they're trying their best, but I don't know. I hope we can change it. Yeah. And I know that, that, you know, there have been people who have suggested that, that upping the room rates mm-hmm. is something that will, you know, that could alleviate, you know, whatever is happening. I don't know that that's necessarily the answer to it um yeah is it people who i don't know it's taken in unemployment and haven't spent money and uh maybe they're from i'm just throwing it out there a los angeles where nothing indoors is open and they're over it and they want to get out and they're like well let's use some of this pocket money that we we've had and haven't spent and get away for the weekend and I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. And then I've heard things about his Raiders fans coming from <laughs> Oakland. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, I don't know. I mean, I don't want to stereotype or, or put any categories out there. We just know that people are coming here. They're not behaving like they normally do, whoever you are, yes. whoever it is. It's something that it feels off, and we don't like it. I'm seeing um, – sp- some of those pedestrian bridges that are having uh, spray paint on them more. We never really saw that or it was cleaned up right away, but it seems like they can't kind of catch up. So we need to keep the positive vibe going for the most part. Like you, when I'm inside a resort, I've had a positive experience. So yes, being on property at a resort, mm-hmm. I've not had any of the, any concerns whatsoever. Um, Did the strip how- seem busy? Like, was it like, felt like the old day? Like, was it that busy? Oh, it busy? was packed. Right, really? It, the, Interesting. The, I mean, the vehicle traffic was back to old, like wow, pre. really? Oh, it was absolutely packed. Like, you know how it would be so busy that the intersections would be clogged with people who are trying to turn onto Las Vegas Boulevard from a side street. Mm-hmm. And they would try and uh, get out into the intersection before the light turned red. Mm-hmm. But it was causing a, a traffic jam because they got out there. The light turned red. Then traffic on Las Vegas Boulevard couldn't go mm-hmm. because the side street traffic was sitting there trying to move. So it was yeah. it, it was absolutely oh. packed. And wow. there were a lot of people. Okay. I guess that's good. I don't know. It's good, bad. You know, we we need we need people who to do exactly that. Just we just need everyone to behave and, well, and, and enjoy we want themselves. People to we want visitors to feel safe and have an enjoyable time. Yeah. while they're here, for sure, for sure. Um, we do have, like we mentioned, you know, great conversation we had with Piff, and we have shows, you know, slowly opening back up, and we need to focus on getting things a little bit more back to normal and. And I hope that it will. But you had a good weekend anyway. It was a great weekend. Good. We had a great anniversary. So so <laughs> all memorable. in all, it was great. Yes, very memorable. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> all right. Well, you know, next week we're going to talk a little bit about Halloween. So if anyone has uh, stories they want to share or haunted places in Vegas, throw us a social media tweet or Instagram message or email us at ideas at Vegas-revealed.com. We want to hear. And we will uh, be back with those stories next week. Thanks for tuning in to us. All right. Have a great week, everyone. 